Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. I'm Chad Russell. That's still Kurt Souter over there. And we're with Ray Green, pastor of Graceland Church in southern Indiana. And um, we're talking today about a man who impacted Ray directly and folks like me indirectly. Uh, his name is Howard Hendricks, and he was professor at Dallas Theological Seminary for, it looks like, uh, I think it was 60-plus years. I, I was doing the math on there. He was about 62 years. That's incredible. Which is amazing. <laughs> And, you know, Chad, I remember the first time I, I was going to have him um, when I was the men's pastor here at Southeast. I, I, I called up Hendricks's office because yeah. I wanted him to come and speak because I used to I had the privilege of driving him around when I was up at Moody, you know, yeah. 25 years ago. And uh, I said, oh, I want Howard Hendricks to come and speak. And the secretary, she says, well, you know, Dr. Hendricks, you know, he's, he's 83 years old at the time, right? at that time, 83. And, and she says, oh, you know, he, pre, he, he, he teaches class Monday through Friday. And most weekends he's, he's out speaking at, uh, you know, all around the country. And I'm like going, he's 83 years old. He's teaching Monday through Friday. He's almost every weekend gone. And she goes, and he's really booked out for the next, you know, and Ray, you you did the same thing with I him. I did, yeah, yeah. I I went up to him one time and I said, "Would you be willing to come and, and be a guest preacher at our church, <laughs> the, the the one that I was pastoring at the time?" And he said, "I'd love to, Ray. I'd love to. I'll tell you, if I live to 102, I'm all yours." <laughs> he was booked out. <laughs> he was booked out that long. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. wanted to be. That's right. Near him. Yep. That's right. And they wanted to learn from him. Yeah. And I think it was just because he walked with Christ. You know, I think he he would just he he really really did emulate Jesus. There was something he said that uh, I always you know, we we were trading barbs back and forth of the things, and I've just listened to him for hours and hours of of audio. You cannot give to someone that which you do not possess. Yes, mm-hmm. and I I just that just resonates in my mind with everything. Being a father, you cannot give to someone something that which you do not possess. If you don't have it, you're not giving it, and you got to walk the walk. And he did. Well, and and you you wanted to be with him because it was like you were drawing energy from him. That's right. I mean, he he was it was like this yeah. energetic. I mean, the Energizer Bunny, and you were just soaking in. <laughs> That's a great analogy. He was the Energizer Bunny. He had more energy, and you're just thinking, how in the world? But he and he's in such a small body, you know. <laughs> So okay, so Ray, let's talk about um, uh, you sat in on classes talking about, and Hendricks was all about the spiritual practices, the spiritual mm-hmm. disciplines. Mm-hmm. We sometimes say, mm-hmm. uh, talk, and and a few of those were all about the Bible. Yes, talk about that a little bit and what you learned from him in regarding to the Bible and approaching the Bible. Hendricks was so passionate about teaching the Bible, but then more importantly, giving us tools, us students, uh, those of us who are mentored by him, how to study the Bible so that we could we could feed ourselves, that we could draw energy off of the very thing that he was drawing energy off of. Mm-hmm. And he always, he was so intentional about that. He called it the radioactive chip in his ministry, God's word. Mm. <laughs> and I love that, you know. And um, he, he said this, I wrote this down. I found this in some old notes. He said, I take lightly what the pollsters, the politicians say, and quite literally what God has said. And I thought, man, what great advice. This was 12 years ago I wrote that down. What great advice for today. 
you know, still still very applicable. He he had a basically a three step process to studying God's word, and and both of you guys are familiar with it. I know that thousands of people are as well. But it was just three steps: offers observation, interpretation, and application. And um, they were really simple, and it helped anybody understand. Well, I can I can digest God's word for myself as well. I can draw principles from it just like anyone else can, you know, as the Holy Spirit illuminates it. And it was incredible. He would talk through observation with us. And this his whole first class at Dallas was all about how to study God's Word. It was the fundamental class that taught, actually, that, that the rest of seminary built upon. Mm. So it was the very first one that you would go in and learn from. And he would talk about observation. And you would answer questions like, well, who is talking? And, and what are they talking about? And, and where are they talking? And, and when are they talking? And I remember the first class we had, he said, we're going to look at Acts chapter 1, verse 8, which is the, the main scripture in all of the book of Acts, right? Where Jesus is saying to the disciples, hey, you're going to go out, you're going to be my witnesses right here in Jerusalem, you know, in the, in the region, and then to the ends of the earth. And Hendricks, he said, we're going to start observing. How many, how many observations do you think you can get? So he goes, I want you to go away, and I want you to go observe and bring that back. That's your first assignment. So I go away, and I came back with, I don't know, 30-something. And I thought, oh, that's pretty good, you know. I'm doing pretty good. So he goes, okay, now I want you to so, – so he has some of us share. He says, now I want you to try to get 60, 60 observations out of one verse, okay? So we go away, and assignment we come back we bring him back and i think i'd finally hit 60 they were getting weak at this point you know <laughs> 60 observations 60 observations and finally he says okay how many of you think you can get over 100 and you know the overachievers in the room raise their hand you know the guys in the front row <laughs> they raise their hand but the rest of us are thinking that you're crazy and he says you know last time i checked i got 180 something observations out of acts chapter 1 verse 8 and he put them on the board and he started to go through them. And there I thought, that is how you observe Scripture. And really, it was just painting a picture of Scripture in your mind. You know, what is really <laughs> going on so that you can be really begin to dig into it and what's going on? It was like creating a movie based upon what you read. It's So, so you're describing that? Yeah. Uh, okay, I, I immediately went back 25 years ago. Yeah. I'm in my Elements of Bible Study class with Dr. Roop Sims, who is a Dallas grad who sat under Hendrix and we had to do that exact same assignment. <laughs> <laughs> How many did you get? Well, it was, it, we, 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 uh, we didn't do Acts chapter one, verse eight. We did jo- uh, Jonah. Oh. And it was a, it was a verse out of the book of Jonah. Okay. And he and it was like, what? We're going to have how many observations we're going to make out of this one verse? Yeah. And he's like, you guys can do it, you know? <laughs> yeah. The, the book he wrote on that was living by the book. Yes. For all, for any layman like me who wanted to get a piece of that uh, seminary education, Living by the Book, was a book he wrote about that whole process. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, observation, you, you, you approach the Bible and you, make, you, you ask questions of the text. Yeah. And yeah. you're making these observations. Who's talking? What? Where? When? How? All, all those dynamics. And you just keep peppering it with questions. You're creating a movie in your mind based upon what you're reading. You're trying, you know, we're a visual society. You're trying to put yourself in the moment right there so that you can begin to understand what's going on. Yes. And, and then he and then he goes into interpretation. So you observe and then observation and then interpretation and 
And that's where he talked about the, the famous C's, right? Context, culture, and, you know, context is basically what came before, what goes after. Because reading the Bible is like reading any book. You wouldn't go to the middle of a book and try to read it and try to un- say, oh, I know about the whole book. No, you would start from the beginning of the book and you'd read to the end. Or going, like, or watching a movie. You know, you don't go to the middle of the movie. You start at the beginning of the movie. And it's the same thing there. You're trying to understand and interpret what's going on. And then you get away from, I guess, misinterpreting Scripture. You, you get away from you know, applying certain things that the yeah. Bible says that aren't true or for you or should even be thought about. Yeah, because if you if you go to the middle of the movie, you've missed all of the first, you know, hour or the whatever. Setup, yeah. And you're going to go like, I, well, you're going to miss really what's going on mm-hmm. and, the, and the true interpretation of what is happening at the moment. Yeah. And, and, and that was his point. Yeah. And Hendricks would also he would always say. You're going to mine out the universal principle that would apply to every single person on the planet. All other elements are contextual and and cultural. So you're going to unearth that Mm. one thing that could be applied to everybody, regardless of where they live, etc., out of that interpretation. And he would always say this way, if you go from observation to application... That that's a bad day. That's a bad day. You know, so and and, and that's what we do. W- many times we go from observation and we miss, we jump over the interpretation and we want to go straight to application. Yep. And uh, I, I, and and we're missing a huge component of what the Bible wants to say, how God wants to speak to us in the concepts of we have to observe, make observations, interpretation, and then we make the application. That's right. That's right. What is God saying to me today in this moment? Mm. What does he want me to do about it? Writing it down. Okay, what does this mean for my... I was just in 2 Kings this morning. I'm, I'm reading through the book of 2 Kings. And I'm reading about where um, Elisha asks his mentor to give him a double portion. And I'm asking that... I'm going through observation, interpretation, application. Mm. And I'm going, okay, what is this for me today? And I was able to process this and look, okay, what's cultural? You know, what what's for then and what's for today? And it's really important you do that because you read some of Scripture and, and, and you, you know, you turn to Leviticus and you could walk away confused and completely thrown off if you don't do this. Yeah, if you... It, yeah. And then, and then just... W- you're able to apply it in a real way. That's good. Um, Hendricks also talked a lot about Bible memory. Talk, yeah. talk about that just a little bit, and then we got to take a break. He, was, he, he would quote Scripture all the time. And, and the thing that he would always say is that, you know, if you're going to you, you're gonna hide in your heart, I think it's Psalm 119, where it talks about hiding God's Word deep within your heart so that it would it would it would be in your head it would be in your heart and it would filter everything else out well tell you what we're going to take a break and we're going to come back and unpack that a little bit more in our final segment with ray green who's a pastor and studied under howard hendricks of dallas theological seminary so we'll be back here shortly on solid steps radio Welcome back to our fourth and unfortunately final segment with Ray Green. We're talking about a gentleman named Howard Hendricks. And again, just a reminder, if you're just joining us, Howard Hendricks was a professor at Dallas Theological Seminary for about 62 years until he passed away at the age of 88, I think it was. 
And um, I'm going to post a link on our Facebook page to a library of MP3 listening. And it, it's just hours and hours of one of the greatest communicators of God's Word. And it's just free access. To, I'm telling you, if you listen to one of these a week, <laughs> you'll be addicted to this guy because uh, yeah. he is uh, he's made an imp- all, all of us in this room are sitting up straighter and more excited just talking about Howard Hendricks. So just imagine how the effect he's had on so many other people. You know, Ray, I mean, we're talking we're, you're talking about Hendricks and approaching God's Word, and I am motivated. I just I want to go read and, and absorb more of the truth of God's Word just talking about him. And uh, every time I listen to him and every time I read one of his books, I'm just, I, I, I just, you raise it up a notch. And that's what you experienced when you were under him. Yeah, it was every single day that I had the opportunity to be in class or or sit down with him. It was it was constantly going back to that. That was his that was his life source. I was telling you guys a little bit of a, a story, probably the most memorable story that I had with him, where he was sharing about his own personal uh, how how he walks with Jesus, and I think it's so applicable as a dad, as a husband, you know, as a pastor, as a friend. Uh, what this looks like, but what he does is he takes a Bible, no notes, uh, study notes or anything like that, and he just dissects a book of the Bible. He'll go from the Old Testament to the New Testament back and forth until he's done the entire Bible. And it takes a long time to do it to the d- amount of detail that he would, he would do it. He would, div- he would divide each chapter. He would put the book in sections. I mean, basically, he would create his own study Bible like you might, could go buy at a bookstore or something. Well, I raised my hand. I said, so how many times have you done this? He's holding this old ratty Bible up. And uh, he said, this is my eighth Bible. And he said, each Bible that he's done, he, he, he puts them on a shelf and he, and he numbers them. He gives it, he's going to give each one to one of his children and to one of his grandchildren. And he wow. said, that is my greatest legacy. And I thought, wow, what, what if I could? And so I went on a journey. I graduated from Dallas and my birthday, that next birthday, my wife gave me my Bible with the same kind of uh, options to create my own. And so I'm still on that journey. I'm almost done with my first one, and it's going to go to my, my firstborn daughter. Someday. That's cool. You, you were, I mean, you again, you were just inspired. Oh, yeah. yeah. Inspired, and you just, you just raised your game to a whole new level yep. because of Dr. Hendricks. That's right. Um, talk with us, Ray, um, about some of the other spirit, some of the other spiritual practices of what that Hendricks would talk about in class. That it was it was critical. If we're gonna be, if we're gonna follow Jesus, this is this is what this means. Here are some of the practices that you need to incorporate in your life. Talk about that just a little bit. He spent multiple multiple uh, minutes and hours and days talking about the spiritual disciplines for our life. And uh, he, he would circle back around uh, around God's Word. He'd circle around uh, Bible memory, which we just kind of touched on. He'd circle back around on prayer. He talked about how that was the critical, critical factor of walking with Christ. He, you know, he would always mention Luke 18, 1, where it says they ought to pray and not to lose heart, speaking of Jesus, and how he would teach parables so that they would pray and not lose heart and, and seek after God. I mean, I cannot tell you how many times... I've been on my knees in prayer uh, just because that's such a critical part of following Jesus as a dad, 
as a husband, as a leader, as a friend, whatever the case is. I have a, a prayer journal that, you know, I list a prayer request and I list the day that it's answered. And it to remind me that God does answer prayer. He is he is alive and my prayers aren't hitting the ceiling, you know, and mm. so many times and how critical that was. And then he t- talked about silence and meditation and how he would schedule time for silence and meditation to listen, uh, not just to read, not just to study God's word or whatever the case was, but to just listen for what God had to say to him through his word or just through the spirit of God. Mm. And um, I don't know about you guys, but I like to get stuff done. And every moment is scheduled and planned. And uh, I don't like sitting still. I'm the world's worst vacationer. Uh, I'm that weirdo that walks up and down the beach over and over again because I can't sit you know in a chair my wife can read a book all day in a chair but I'm the guy that's just walking up and down the beach because I'm bored and um, he just talked about that how important that was and if, if you look at the life of Jesus you know that's you had the son of God, son of God uh, doing this over and over and over again and then he talked about giving and fasting uh, another a couple another couple of disciplines we don't like but giving of, of our time, talent, and treasure and, and what that looks like in our life and then fasting um, and how he, he would challenge us to fast either once a week or once a month. And I, I've not batted a thousand on it, but the times that I have, uh, it's drawn me closer to, to God, no mm. doubt about it. That's good stuff. What, what, talk, uh, back up a little bit and... Um, Describe some of the things that he taught in regarding prayer, and uh, did he? Did he? Um, I, I'm sure he did. Um, if you can remember, prayer and fasting together, and the combination of prayer and fasting. Do you remember anything that uh, that you were really challenged with? I remember one story he would he shared about. Uh, he was the chaplain of the Dallas Cowboys, and uh, his greatest joy was taking an offensive lineman and teach them how to read the Word of God and to follow Jesus. And he said, if you can teach an offensive lineman how to read the Bible and follow God, you can teach anybody, you know. No offense to any of you offensive linemen out there because I'm a, you know, 5'9 and a buck 60, but you could squash me with one arm. But um, he just talked about how he would teach them how to pray, and, and it was so foreign to them. You know, they've never done anything. And they're not even comfortable. He said a lot of them even speaking out loud. And how he would just start very simply, you know, with the Lord's Prayer. And uh, I remember one time he said, you know, it's interesting. Jesus never taught any of the disciples how to preach, but he, all, he taught them all how to pray. Mm, that's good stuff. And, and I think that that should be an indicator uh, for our own life about how important prayer is. You know, w- when I think of... Yeah, how we are to follow and walk with Jesus. These prayer and the the spiritual practices are, I mean, they're just essential. Mm-hmm. And when you when you got done with Hendrix in sitting in class, you you were just you were you were taught, trained, encouraged, and and really equipped to, and and then inspired. Yes. To go do it. Yes. Wow. Well, you know, uh, you had mentioned that about his wife, Jean. You made a comment about it, which most people wouldn't. They think about Howard Hendricks, about how it, it, your your impressions of his wife. Yeah, you meet different leaders and 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 
thought leaders and, and different people across the, the country and and you meet them and then you meet their spouse perhaps or their family. And I'll never forget my first impression of meeting his wife was, you know, Prof is incredible, but here he is, he's married to a woman that is more so than even himself. <laughs> and I thought he, she truly is the, she is the backbone of, of his ministry. And I, I can, I mean, I can say it in my own life, uh, people often say, you know, Ray's great, but his wife, oh man, you know, <laughs> I think that was the case for, right. for Prof. I'm affectionately known as Jenna's husband. I'm okay with that. I'm, yeah, I me agree. too. I agree. Too. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's rich stuff. Ray, it's great to have you in here, brother. Thanks for sharing. Uh, I just love to talk about Hendrix. Um, I'm eternally grateful for him. I didn't, you know, I met him a few times and got to drive him around and that kind of thing. But back when I was a student... But I'm forever grateful for his his un, his motivation in me to continue to pursue mm-hmm. the things of God. Um, thanks for coming and sharing. Would you pray for us guys, us listeners, and say, Lord, help us, help us to have a Howard Hendricks, and help us to be a little Howard Hendricks to yeah. others. Yeah, that's right. Would you Would you pray for us, please? Yeah, it'd be an honor. Heavenly Father, I, I, we, we just want to pray right now that, that we would become the kind of followers of you that would inspire, that would dig into your word, and, and, and that would uh, mentor, would a disciple, would imprint our heart on, on so many others. Uh, I got the opportunity to be poured into by a man that truly loved you and, and prayed for greatness in others. So, Lord, I just want to pray for every single person that is listening right now. Maybe they're discouraged, or, or maybe they've just fallen on a time where they just don't see any way out. Lord, I, I pray that they would be drawn back to you, maybe even for the first time, but that they would draw close to you, and, and through it, that they would begin to see the purpose of their life is to truly leave an imprint on others around them. Mm-hmm. I pray this for my life. I pray this for... Um, every single listener, and, and really everyone that is a Christ follower, God. I pray this because, Lord, this is ultimately what you foresaw and what you said in Matthew chapter 28, 19, and 20. Um, so, Lord, I pray this would be um, a keystone in, in the life um, of every single person that is, that is hearing me. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank Amen. you, Ray. Thanks, Ray, brother. thanks for coming in. And, uh, you know, guys, I hope that our kids and people who we impact are, are – who are in our lives can talk a little bit about us the way we're talking about Howard Hendricks. And that's kind of the key of this show today is like you can make a huge impact. And if you learn from someone else, you might be able to pour into someone else. And hopefully we can leave a legacy of, of a relationship that, um, that Howard Hendricks did with many other people directly and indirectly. So, Hey, thanks for listening. Pass this along to someone who may enjoy it and uh, pray for us and pass it along. Those are the two things you can do to help us out on our show. Thank you for listening. And we appreciate it. We'll see you next time on Solid Steps Radio. We'll